Welcome to the Kingdom Educators Podcast, where we empower Christian teachers to grab a hold of heaven's hope-filled perspective so you can activate transformational impact in your classroom and community. I'm your host, Jessica Glover, and I warmly welcome you to wake up to your strategic placement as a Kingdom Educator, anointed by the Creator and equipped by all of heaven to release the radical goodness of God that will transform lives and reshape education. This summer, while I was readjusting or realigning myself, as you probably were, out in nature, spending time with my thankful list, just thanking God for the things that have happened this last year, the ways that he has built Kingdom Educators, led me, impacted so many of you, and getting ready to grow some more. I just heard him speak Psalms 92.10 over me. Your anointing has made me strong and mighty. You've empowered my life for triumph by pouring fresh oil over me. And I can't help but think that that applies to all of us, that God anoints us. And what does it do? It makes us strong and mighty. We've been empowered for his life with his life for triumph because he's poured what his fresh oil over us. I just can't get away from it. God keeps bringing this verse to mind as I've been pressing into him for this new school year, for new wisdom and new strategies. And I pray that you would do the same. It's important to remember that God's anointing is what makes us strong and mighty. We are empowered for triumph because his fresh anointing oil is being poured over us. And our response is to receive, to find that place for me early in the morning, to sit with him, to ask him, Father God, how do you see me? How do you see my position in the world of education? How do you want to walk hand in hand with me today? And I don't know about you, but sometimes I ask him how he sees my students because I will be the first to admit it's important that we readjust ourselves to align with his thoughts, right? We get caught up with so-and-so didn't do this, or this went wrong, or this person has these problems instead of seeing what God sees. And his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. So realigning with God's vision is so important. In that place, he wants to anoint us with his vision and his purpose. So receiving fresh oil for each day from the unlimited matchless God, the one who calls me to partner with him, calls you in all that we do, John 15, abiding in the vine, right? That sounds like a pretty good deal. All we have to do is believe we are made strong and mighty due to God's fresh anointing. And this fresh anointing empowers us to live a life of triumph. So if it just comes down to my belief, sometimes in that place where we don't feel it, I think the important thing is to remember that feelings sometimes follow what's true. And it's important to line up my understanding with truth, with the word of God. And it says that he anoints me with fresh oil so that I will triumph. Not that I won't triumph, but I will. And we know that God's word does not return void, but it, it accomplishes everything for which it's, he sent it. So we can expect that we will triumph. Our circumstances must line up with the truth. You know, a pastor reminded me of that this summer. And I was like, oh, that's so important 
that we don't dumb down our circumstances to be the basis of what can happen. It's actually our circumstances need to line up with what the truth says. We will triumph this year. So kingdom educator, you can't lose. It's not in your nature. You're already on the winning side because of the finished work of Jesus. He's overcome sin, death, and the grave. And because you're seated with Jesus at the right hand of the father, so have you. You are already victorious. What will you dream with God for this next year, knowing that your triumph is secure? It's a good question, right? What will you dream of? All things are possible for those who believe. Mark 9, 23. So this year, remember, God wants to partner with you. He wants to give you his dream and his vision for this school year and what you're to be about. So let's just take a second and recalibrate. Jesus, we thank you that by friend, Holy Spirit, you come and give us your eyes to see and your ears to hear. I thank you that when we realign with your truth, our circumstances must line up with what your word says. And in Psalms 92, 10, Lord, it says that your anointing is what makes us strong and mighty. Your anointing is what's empowered us for a life of triumph. And we thank you that your fresh anointing oil is available for us each and every day. I pray, Lord, that you would show us how to spend time with you daily, even if it's just five to 10 minutes, realigning with what your word says, realigning with your heart for us, how you see us and our pivotal role in the world of education. I thank you for each person listening. And I pray, Lord, that you would pour fresh oil over them in a special way that they would feel you physically touching them, that they would feel your touch and your connectedness that you want us to teach in connection with you, friend, Holy Spirit. You have anointed our life to be victorious. And we thank you, Jesus, for your plans and strategies for this school year. We thank you, Lord, that you promise to give us wisdom when we ask James 1, 5. And we thank you, Lord, that you don't withhold any good thing from those who call upon you and are called according to your purpose. And so we trust in you. We lay our hope in you. You are our firm foundation, the rock that never changes. So we dedicate this new school year to you. And I thank you, Jesus, for each of my friends in education who dedicated their lives to you. I thank you, Lord, that everything that they do would be connected to you, inspired by you, Holy Spirit, given strength and vision from heaven. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I pray that as you begin this new school week, that you would remember who is with you and who you belong to. You serve a big God, and that means your problems are small. And now for a quick tip on time management from Teach for the Heart. Welcome back to the Kingdom Educators podcast. I am looking forward to today. I have with me Linda Cardamus from Teach for the Heart, and she is going to be sharing with us some time management tips that we are looking forward to using this fall as we've all jumped back into school at this point. So welcome, Linda. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. And I'm going to have Linda start out by just sharing with us. If you've not heard of Teach for the Heart, they have a number of resources for teachers, including classes and things, but I would love to have her share her heart behind Teach for the Heart. And then we'll jump into our interview. 
Yes. Well, oh my goodness. The, t- the story behind Teach for the Heart is a whole story for another day, how God kind of grew it. I was not planning to create it, but um, now uh, it is a website and we have a variety of resources for Christian teachers where we're really tackling teaching challenges from a biblical perspective. Um, we also have a podcast. If you love podcasts, um, it's called the Teach for the Heart podcast. And then uh, we have free courses. We have more robust professional development courses on areas like classroom management, time management, um, and as well as an exciting summit event that we'll talk about a little bit later too. Yes. We're looking forward to that. So we'll start off our interview with this question, Linda, for a teacher who's overwhelmed the to-do list, the work being hard, um, where would you suggest that they start or what do they need to do first to have a better time management and work-life balance? Okay. I think it's really, really important to recognize that we can't do everything. And I think if I would ask you, do you think you can do everything? You would say, I know, I know I can't. (laughs) But we like to pretend that reality doesn't exist. I know I do. I have my to-do list for this week. I could grab it for you. There is more on that than I'm going to get to this week. I do that every week. I'm trying not to. But it's like we, we think that we can do more. That, or we think, I don't know, it's just like we we deny this reality that we have a finite amount of time. We have a finite amount of energy. <laughs> we are not Superman. We're not God. We can't do everything. And so I think it's really important that we kind of reckon with that reality that I can't do everything. And when we really, not just in our head, but like really let that sink down and affect our decisions, then we can start making better decisions. And we can kind of get into that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's very important because then there's actually, I feel like more grace available too to recognize, like I cannot do everything. So I hope I'm asking the Lord for help with my time and my to-do list. Right. (laughs) Absolutely. So that mind shift of recognizing that I cannot do everything is so important. And so what is something though, that we can do practically to step into a better time management? Yeah. So there's so many things. Um, one practical way though, to kind of take this, okay, this theoretical and put it into reality is if I'm recognizing I can't do everything, well, I can start planning my work and off hours. And this is, this is a short, small practice, but it can make such a big difference. And what you do is every week you simply sit down and say, which hours am I working? Which hours am I not? (laughs) Particularly particularly specifically with school, like these are my schoolwork hours. And then these, and you can, I mean, you can get more nitty gritty and be like, you know, this is home, this is off, you know, but, but just at a very basic level, this is when I'm teacher hat. This is my non-teacher hat time. And so, and, and I'm not telling you to make it unrealistic. If you right now are working 55 hours a week, you can't just in one instant go down to 40. Don't, don't put 40 on your schedule. You will that will not help you. (laughs) You'll just be frustrated and it's not going to work. But you can say, okay, if I do, I really need to work 55 hours. If I really need to work 55 hours, I need to look at my calendar and see where those 55 hours are coming. It's going to come from seven in the morning till 430 at night. And then I'm going to have to work from, you know, seven to nine. And then, and just really just put it on there. And I think as you do that, you might discover, man, I might not need as much time as I but but basically what you're doing is you're predetermining ahead of time where you are going to work and where you're going to step away. And if you have a family um, or anyone that you you know else is that's in your life, communicating that with them is really helpful so that they know what to expect. Okay, she's got to work two hours to this evening. 
we are all agreed on that. That's what's happening. Um, but at nine, I'm going to expect it to be done and we can, you know, we can relax a little bit. Um, so having that can make such a big difference to you because otherwise uh, it can really help with that guilt. Have you ever experienced where you feel guilty when you're working? Cause you're like, I should be with my family. And then we threw you few, you're like, okay, I'm trying to put it away. And you're like, now I feel guilty that I'm not grading the test I'm supposed to grade. And so this is where you're sitting down and you just kind of decide ahead of time where the time is going to go. And it also, it kind of forces you to get what you need to get to help forces you to focus. Like I, I can't stay up till 11 o'clock doing this. I said, I'm going to be done at nine 30. I got to focus. I got to get it done. Um, and then it just helps you kind of have those boundaries and, and, and fit it in and you can just adjust it from week to week. So it's not like you set this up. If it's not working, you, you add more time, you add less based on whatever you need to do that week. But I've, I found that really helpful. And a, a lot of teachers have. Yeah. Yeah. And I would think that the protection, the boundary is going to keep your relationships in a good place too. So you don't have, especially like an angry uh, marriage partner or your kids are like, where did mom or dad go? <laughs> right. They live doing school. It's so good to have balance. Yeah. So you have a system that you teach that helps teachers pare down their to-do list. Can you explain that? Yes. And I actually, uh, full disclosure, I didn't completely come with this system either. It's actually from, I'm looking at the book right there. Um, Mike Mike McCallowitz's book, Clockwork, which is a a book for businesses to help them with their systems. Um, But I loved it. And I said, we got to adapt this. We got to teach this to teachers because it's so helpful. So in it, there are four T's. They're called trim, trash, transfer, and treasure. And the idea is this, you sit down and write down everything that's on your to-do list, whether it's just like one-offs, like I got to do this tomorrow, but particularly stuff that you're like, I do every day. And maybe, maybe I don't even think about it, but I do it. I just do it. Right. So all the things that we're doing all the time, as well as just projects that we have. And then you go through it. And once again, this goes back to realizing You have to look and say, can I actually do all this stuff? And a lot of times when we're looking at it, we're like, I try to do all this stuff, but I'm not actually doing it all. I'm certainly not doing all of it well, you know? Um, So what's happening is I'm dropping balls. I'm just not picking which ones. (laughs) It's just whatever one happens to not get done. So we're recognizing that and saying, okay, I'm going to be intentional. I'm going to choose which things on here I don't do. And that's where the four T's come in. So I'll start with the last one, and that's treasure. It's great to start by saying, which of these tasks really matter? Um, Which are the ones that really make an impact, whether it's at home or at school, that I don't want to miss, that I really want to make time. And sometimes when we do that, we realize the things that I care about the most, I'm actually not spending time. They're the things that I like skip when I'm busy, you know? So um, identifying what are the things I really treasure and kind of being like, I'm going to make sure those, I prioritize those first. Then the other three are ways that we're going to try to like get rid of some stuff so we have room for what really matters. Um, And so the first thing you can do is trash. So there are probably things on your to-do list that you don't have to do. Like, like, honestly, almost every single person, there's something on there that we're holding on to that we think we have to do. And we really don't. It's like, you know, my it's just an expectation that you, I've always done this or, um, you know, so-and-so told me I had to do it, but they don't actually have authority to tell me I need to, do, I, I don't know. There's all kinds of reasons, but there's often something, even if it's something small in there that it's like, I literally could stop doing this and nothing would change. Um, so I challenge you to kind of look at your list and see if you can find some of those. And we help people in our programs kind of try to find them. Uh, the third T is trim. 
So trashing is scary. I will say you can do it as an experiment. If you're not sure if you can trash something, um, say, I'm going to not do it for two weeks and see what happens. That can kind of be a little easier to try. Um, but the third one is trim. So trim is when you recognize, okay, I can't trash this. I have to do it. Like we can't trash grading. You have to grade, <laughs> have to grade stuff, right. but we can often trim it. We can often say, okay, I have to grade, but do I have to grade all of this? Or do I have to go into such detail? Or do I have to correct everything? So there's often, like something that we can do where we um can eliminate the time that we're spending on it and there's 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 this is like where you can get really there's so, like a whole course you know just on you know how to trim things but for some one of the ways of doing it is just asking yourself like can I do this half as often could I grade half as many homeworks you know could I change my bulletin boards half as often as I do so kind of asking that like can I can I do this half as often would it really make a difference or if it made a difference how much of a difference you know would it would it really would it really hurt so looking there's a lot there for trim and then the last one is transfer and this one is really fun um I think it's fun because it's one we're really bad at as teachers transfer means um, transfer the responsibility to someone else, get someone to help you with it. And I, I was not good at this at all. I've had to learn it, um, with teach for the heart as we've grown a team and I'm like helping getting other people. I'm like, I can't do this all. I need people to help me. Um, but I really think that we as teachers can have people help with more than we think there's some keys. I, I don't, I don't, if you, if you want to, we can go into some of this. Um, I don't know how much time we have. We, we probably have a few program. more minutes and I do, okay. I did listen to your podcast, um, on teach for the heart about the same topic. And he did have some good examples of like how we choose what we can delegate. And those would probably be awesome tips. Yeah. Okay. So in transferring, I would say, and, or delegating is another word for that. Yeah. Um, the key is picking things that are repeated. So in other words, if it's just something you do one off, it, you can do one off tasks if it's super easy, but you're probably already doing that. But what we often don't think is we're like, oh, it's too complicated. Like only I know how to do this. And if you think about it, you're like, really? Like just could literally no one do it? No, it's just that you're like, by the time I explain it to you, I, you know, it takes, take, I can just do it faster. But where you gain time back is if you can identify someone that can help you repeatedly, whether it's a teacher's aide, a parent, a paraprofessional, like, okay, they can, they can do this for me every week. Then you can say, okay, I'm going to make, I'm going to write out my system. I'm going to make a system. And actually we recommend taking, just videotaping yourself doing the task um, captures the system pretty well. And I'm going to invest a little bit of time into teaching this to the person. I'm going to teach them how to do this. I'm going to teach them how I make my decisions. Um, and we also teach a system for like how to clarify with them, like, how much decisions you want them to make versus how much they want you want them to ask you questions. Um, but anyhow, you invest some time teaching them. It does take a little longer the first week or two, but then they can do it the rest of the year. So that's where it's worth it. And that that so it's um if you've never done that before, I challenge you to try it. <laughs> yes, it saves so much time. And I love uh Linda, how you say like the first couple of weeks is gonna take longer because I know for me, I've delegated things where I'm like, well, they're not the best at cutting out blah, blah, blah. That seemed so easy to me. And then I'm like, well, maybe they'd be better at copying. <laughs> and so finding what people are good at is always helpful too. That's so good. Yes, that's that's so true. Right. You <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you mentioned that you have a number of courses that help with time management. You mentioned a little bit about organization too. So um, where can people find out more about the courses and things that you offer? 
Well, we do have, um, we do, I have mentioned, we do have a course called Reclaim Your Time. Um, and you can find that on our website at teachfortheheart.com and just go to courses at the top. Um, you can find that there. But we also, if you kind of want to dive into this topic deeper, I'm also going to be talking more in more depth about this topic at our upcoming Rise Up Summit, which is our free online conference for Christian educators to help you shine for Christ in the midst of a confused and uncertain world. Um, so we'd love to have you join it. The event is completely free. The weekend of the event, all the sessions are free. And Jessica is going to be speaking yes. at it as well. I'm so excited to share your yes. session, Jessica. Do you want to yes. tell uh, everyone a little bit about your session for the summit? Yes. So um, I'm going to be talking about finding strength in God when teaching is tough. And so I'm going to bring in a kingdom perspective about how do we find our strength in God during hard times and just bring a wealth of encouragement through scripture and some practical ways to take care of our hearts. So our, my goal through this session is really to help draw our hearts back to God and remind us of the real hope that we have in him and our purpose as educators in the school system, whether we're teaching private, public or homeschool. Yes, I can't wait yeah. to um to share your session at the summit. And we put together a special link for you guys if you want to check it out. Um, you can go to this link and then it actually also helps support Jessica and support the Kingdom Educators um podcast. So if you go to teachfortheheart.com slash kingdom educators, that's teach the number four. So teachfortheheart.com slash kingdom educators, and that'll um direct you right over um to the site for the Rise Up Summit. You can sign up for free. Great. Well, Linda, thank you so much for spending time with us today. Thank you for the tips and tricks around um, time management and taking care of our own hearts in the process um, as well. So we appreciate your time and um, we're excited about the summit. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for tuning into this podcast. Please be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share with your friends in education so they too can be strengthened and encouraged in living their kingdom identity out loud in this pivotal hour. And please visit kingdomeducators.com to receive your Kingdom Educator Daily Truth Declarations, my encouraging newsletter, and be the first to know about my newest resources online and in-person events. And be sure to find me on the socials at kingdom.educators. Until next time, don't forget you are a history maker and what you do every day is transforming lives.